All right. So as we're singing this song, it reminded me of our study today. And so uh, I just want to, we'll go over it and then kind of look at kind of what's up there, right? All right. So y'all ready? Y'all will wait today? Y'all good? Pumped up? Do we need to do some push-ups real quick and kind of do some icebreakers? No, Leo? Yeah. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> All right. Okay, so I have a really good little story that happened in the, old, in the New Testament with Christ, and I want to share it with you guys, okay? I want to talk to you about what does it look like when somebody's life is changed after they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Do you know what that looks like? In your life? What's that? A different person, right, right? They change completely, right? They go from this direction to this direction, right? Good answer. So let's see if we can find that, see if that's true, right? Okay, so if you want to follow along, let's go to Luke chapter 19. And we'll begin our uh, study here with our children. Luke 19. Oh, I like that you brought your sword today. I like that. Okay. All right, Luke 19. This is about a little man named Zacchaeus. Have you heard of this before? No? All right, there's a lot we can learn here, right? Most people only focus on one thing, that he was short, but today we're going to focus on the big picture, okay? All right, okay. So it says, and he entered Jericho. He's talking about Jesus here. He entered Jericho and was passing through, okay? This was the final trip that Jesus was making through Jerusalem before his crucifixion, okay? So he's heading to Jerusalem, and he's making his final trip. And it says, and behold, there was a man called by the name of what? Remember his name? Zacchaeus. Good, good guess, good guess. Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was what? Easy, easy, easy. He's rich. Okay, yeah, yeah, he was rich, but you don't have to say it like that. I'm just kidding. Yes, he was rich, right? <clears throat> okay. And Zacchaeus, why rich, right? We talk about, and the reason why I think it's emphasizing the word rich, because sometimes it's hard for people who have materialistic things to turn to God and let those things go, right? In fact, if you look back at chapter 18, you'll see there's a perfect example in verse 18, 18 of a rich young ruler, okay? You don't have to look at it today, but there's a reference there. All right, so anyways, he was rich, okay? So it's even more difficult for him to let go of his worldly possessions. Verse 3 says, And Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was, okay? He was what? He was curious, right? So who is this Christ? Or he more than likely probably heard of him, but maybe he'd never seen him, right? But he wanted to see who he was. So there was something in him drawing him to Christ, right, Lincoln? So he wanted to see, okay, but was unable. Why? Because the crowd was huge, okay? This is at the end of Jesus' ministry. So everywhere he went, the crowds were big, okay? They followed him, right? Or when he came into a town, they all came in and said, Christ is here, Jesus is here. And more than likely, they went out and gathered around him. And some people followed him from place to place. He even tried to get away from people on rivers or on, a, on a seas, and uh, they would jump on their boats and, and follow him where he went. Okay, so anyways, Jesus couldn't be by himself, especially at this point of his ministry. Okay? Now, it also says he was what? Not small in stature, right? He was a short guy, right? So if there's tons of people, Christ is in the middle, he couldn't see Jesus, right? 
So what does he want to do? He wants to see him, right? He wants to see who he's curious. There's something drawing him to Christ. Verse 4, it says, so he ran on before. Okay, so he says, okay, look, I need to see Christ. You know what? He looked down the road and said, Christ is walking this way. There's this big tree over there, and I'm going to run that way. Okay? Says, and <clears throat> he says in verse 4, So he ran on before and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. Okay? So he acted out on this desire that he had. He had some desire drawing him to Christ because before, he, I'm sure he had heard of him. Okay? Everybody had heard of Christ in this region, in this area. Okay? But there's something now that is drawing them to seek after Christ. So he goes. Okay? So he's a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through this way. He's responded to his desire to look after Christ. Verse 5, he says, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Okay, this is Jesus. He passed by this tree. He said, Lincoln, oh no, he did. He says, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. What's interesting here is that Christ ordered him to come down. Okay, he didn't just say, hey, would you come down, please? I want to talk to you, you know, I need a place to stay. What do you think? Can I hang out with you? No, he ordered him, right? The God, the creator of all, ordered him to come down, and he said, I must stay at your house today, not can I stay at your house today. Okay, and this is the only time in Scripture that Christ has invited himself to somebody's home. Okay, he invited himself to his house. And so what, how, did he, how did he respond in verse 6? Joyfully, gladly, right? He's excited. Can you imagine that? If you were in the tree looking for Christ and all of a sudden he says, hey, come here. I want to go to your house. I'm going to your house today. Come down. You'd be pumped up, right? I guess you're getting excited now like if you're reliving it, huh? <laughs> yes. I'm not reliving it, but you're living it out, right? So, and so right there, most people, most commentators say that this point was his conversion, right? I don't know for sure. But we know at the end of the story he is saved. But we don't know for sure, right? But he did this gladly. He hurried, right? There was this, when Christ called him, he came to him. You know, he, he commanded him, right? He ordered him to, and he told him what he was doing. Okay? Now look what the bystanders, the people who are there watching around, look what they say. And when they saw it, they what? They grumbled. They began to grumble. Oh. And this is what they were saying. He was... He has gone to the guest of a man who is a what? Sinner. Whoa. Do you think they're in the right for being mad? Is it bad that Jesus went to a house of a sinner? No. He came to our houses, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, he came to my house, and I, I'm, a, I was, well, I'm a saved sinner now, right? I can't hide from it. But anyways, he has gone to the guest of a man who is a sinner. They're looking at the wrong thing. That's how it should be. He's not going to the religious. He's not going to those who are giving the most. He's not going to those that have the most riches. Right? He's going to those who are sinners. In fact, he went to Matthew and called him as his disciple. Matthew was a tax collector as well. Okay? So anyways, we see this here. As it should be. Now here's an interesting verse. But Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And, I have and if I have exhorted anything, anyone of anything, I will give back to him four times as much. 
Can you see a changed heart here? This man was a tax collector who was taking the most he could from people, and now he wants to give back. Not just what he took, but times what? Times four. Can you imagine that? So what's going on here? We see this outward change, okay? Something that's being reflected, what's happening in the inside, okay? He's realized uh, how sinful he was. He recognized his sin, okay? Because he knew what he was doing that was wrong. So he went to that, and he knew that was one of his biggest problems, his greed, right? He was greedy. He took, what he could, he took, it more, he took more than he should have. But now we see that he hates his what? His sin. Yes. A regenerated heart always hates their sin. Okay? Do we hate our sins? Should we hate our sins? We should, right? Yes. We should hate our sins. If we don't, there's probably something wrong there. Okay? We should hate our sin because God hates sin. So we should hate sin. All right. So then, there's no more greed in his heart full of compassion and love. He's realized the mercy that he's been given, right? So now, and Jesus said to him, he says, today salvation has come to this house, right? This man is saved. He is a believer because he too is a son of Abraham. Okay, he's not talking about like that's his great, 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 great grandpa. What he's saying here is that He exercised the same faith as Abraham. Abraham believed by faith, okay? So all of us who believe by faith today are sons of Abraham, okay? If we all exercise the same faith that Christ did and like Zacchaeus did, I mean like Abraham did and Zacchaeus, then we all have, we all come from Abraham, okay? We are sons of Abraham, okay? All right, so in verse 10, it says, For the man... I mean, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. Okay? Christ didn't have to stop. This is one of his last trips. But salvation is of the Lord. It says, the Son of Man has come to seek. He is seeking after us. That's why he said, I must stay at your house. And then, um, um, uh, so Christ went after him. Right? He was seeking. Something was drawing him, and Christ came after him. Okay, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. Who are the lost? All of the sinners, right? All of us are lost at one point. And when you put your faith and trust in Christ, you'll have the same joy that Zacchaeus has. You'll have a changed life like Zacchaeus did. And we are no longer lost but found. We're now children of God, right? We are adopted now by him and we become children of God. Okay? All right, so now look at this right here. This is interesting. As we were singing it, it reminded me of Zacchaeus. What gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer? There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom, and steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. As we were reading that, or singing that, I could imagine Zacchaeus when he hurried down the tree and he was full of joy and excitement. It just came to my mind. It was very interesting. Perfect song for the moment. But uh, anyways, this whole song reminded me of what Zacchaeus was going through during that time. All right, let's pray. How about uh, one of you pray? Who wants to pray? Linky, would you like to pray today? You're looking at Leo. No, Leo hasn't prayed, huh? Have you prayed, Leo? Okay. Would you like to pray again? Lincoln delegated you today. Go ahead.
Say, Lord. Oh, you want to pray for you? I'll pray for you. You can delegate me, okay? All right. <laughs> Lord, thank you for this day. We just thank you for this message you've given us, Lord. This is um, it's a simple, but yet this is the basics, Lord, and the foundation of all of our faith, Lord. We just thank you for the reminder what you have done, Lord, and that uh, how you seek after your own. And God, we just thank you, Lord, that um, um, Zacchaeus, um, his heart was converted, Lord. And just thank you for the salvation that you've given us. And Watching our hearts change, Lord, and, and just thinking back on who we were, Lord, who were evil, who were sinners, Lord, and uh, we just thank you, Lord, for the grace and mercy you've given us. We just now thank you for the joy and peace that we have in our hearts because of you. If there's anybody today here, Lord, that, um, you know, the, this resonates with them, I just pray that they, they think about this, Lord, and I pray that it pricks their heart and that they're drawn to you and that they come to you the way Zacchaeus did. Joyful and open arms, Lord, and with a changed heart that expresses in outward actions. We thank you, Lord. We love you. We pray in your name. Amen.